Balake. Where is Balake at? There's no Balake here today. That's right, guys. Balake is present, and you're listening to the Weekend Recap. I'm your host, Blake, a.k.a. Balake, and we're coming to you live from Full Send Studios. Baseball is back in the swing of things. The NBA's postseason is underway, and the NHL playoffs are about to heat up. On top of that, we are just 10 days out from the NFL draft. But before we jump both feet off into all of this, let's welcome in a few new sponsors. Well, I should say partners. I'd like to give some love to Jared over here with iRacing Pro Series. You can catch his stream on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 9 a.m. as he battles it out in Formula One and NASCAR Series Racing. Just search for Taylor Light. That's T-A-Y-L-O-R-L-I-T-E on Twitch. Give him a follow. Tell him the recap crew sent you. Also, I can't forget about Glenn the Animal for posting us up on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts each and every week. He's the guy that brings you hearty midday and has been known to spend a few jams on some local stations here in Polk, Manatee, Hardy, all the surrounding counties here, guys. So big love to Glenn. Thank you to the big man out there in Hardy County. Uh, if you haven't already, follow us on Facebook. Just search for the weekend recap. Show us some love. We're over a thousand followers at this point. So thank you guys for reaching out. If you haven't followed our podcast, please do so. We are on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Just hit that follow and alert button button, and you will be up to date on all the sports news and entertainment from around the leagues. Now, let's go ahead and get these intros starting. Look, over here in this corner. We have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Christopher Crouch. The Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, gift stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! <laughs> What's going on, Bubba? How you feeling today? Oh, I'm not too bad. How about yourself, buddy? Oh, but I ain't mad about it. Well, I am mad about it, but I ain't mad about it, if that makes any sense. Uh, the playoffs <laughs> are underway, and we're going to be spilling them beans here in a little bit. But uh, not to be outdone, we have our favorite starship, starfish leasing up his boots. Patty with a fatty, Patrick Roberts. When I came out of the darkness, something changed. I'm not exactly sure what that was, but something changed. No, let's go ahead and drop that real intro for Patrick real quick. Is this the Krusty Krab? No! This is... Where's the leak, ma'am? Hey, Patrick, what am I now? Stupid? No, I'm Texas. What's the difference? <laughs> Look, man. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, I love you. <laughs> it's, it's always good times, man. How you feeling today? I'm feeling fantastic. <laughs> Look, this only took two <laughs> takes this time, so we're making improvements here. So <laughs> yeah. we got to get first. The crazy, <laughs> the crazy part is you didn't even get to the intros, so I didn't even get to hear that intro before you freaking played it. What? 
You didn't even. Which, which one didn't you hear? No, before in the other takes. Okay, yeah, I got what you're I, I smell what you're stepping <laughs> yeah, in. No, <laughs> didn't, didn't make it to the intros. I, I, I stumbled up on the partners, man. We we, we got new people in town sponsoring the show. It it, it, it can get a little trippy for the tongue. I mean, you, you understand trippy on this ride home. I mean, that that's from what I'm understanding. But uh, it, sometimes there's just some hurdles, and I'm five foot four and big as shit so i don't jump hurdles well <laughs> <laughs> and apparently you don't talk very well either <laughs> no 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 i was struggling on the uh, the first round there and speaking of struggling on the first round man we got some nba action to 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 spin off real quick now we have the nba playoffs and looks like things tipped off here with the 76ers and the Nets. Uh, that went final yesterday. You're looking 121 to 101. The Celtics were at home against the Hawks. You're looking 112-99. The Cavaliers lose at home against the Knicks, 101 to 97. The Warriors thought they were the big dogs in California, but the Sacramento Kings handle business 126 to 123. The Lakers put it on the Grizzlies. We're looking 128 to 112. That is now final. The Miami Heat took care of business up in Milwaukee. You're looking 130 to 117. The Clippers and Suns are currently underway, and the Timberwolves and the Nuggets tip off at 1030. So with all that being said, guys, what the hell's going on with Memphis? <laughs> That's, uh, I don't know, but I liked it. <laughs> but you yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch out for that purple elephant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but uh, uh the, Morant Morant going out and being out for a little bit. He he took a he went up for a for a floater and and he was way up there and Anthony he came down and fell on Anthony Davis and had his hand twisted backwards. Um, they said that the X, they said the X-rays were negative, but you could tell as soon as as soon as he went out the games, everybody kind of was deflated, and you know the Lakers kind of took it from there. It was a it was a close game until the end, but yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have a hard time without Adams being out there this year. Yeah, and hopefully Ja can get back <laughs> in the mix, man. It's uh, looking at the uh, the numbers here. This team has been boasting about their defense all season long. I mean, you got Jaron Jackson. You got Dylan Brooks. These dudes, Desmond Bain, these dudes have been putting in work. But I don't see a single player with double-digit rebounds. I mean, that was – you flip the page over here to the Lakers, you got LeBron James's old ass. He's got 11 rebounds. You got the unibrow himself with 12 rebounds. I mean, these dudes were working the paint, and it, it worked for them. So, I mean, hats off to well, L.A. They the take board, game buddy. one, but, man, that sucks. You know, uh, you maybe I, the board. I'm just going to pull for the Lakers just so I can finally get a team through. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if I'm just voodoo for these guys, but, man, are you kidding me? Are you freaking kidding me? But You're just hoping that if you pull for the Lakers, they'll lose like you did when you pulled for the Dolphins and we freaking lost. For the Dolphins, <laughs> for the Titans, for the Vols, <laughs> for the Preds, <laughs> for any team I've ever pulled for, man. It's like, uh, moral victories. <laughs> so, so champions of life at all. Uh, look, we're out of bricks in this motherfucker. <laughs> There's our e for explicit. Hey, speaking of speaking of Rocky Top, you still have yet to play that song on the show. Ah, uh, they hey, didn't give me any reason it. to, man. They didn't give me yeah. reason to. <laughs> I was ready for it. Our writing, our writing's like plummet. Oh no, we got a lot of listeners up there know. in Knoxville, man. They, I don't know. They, they they be loving some of the weekend recap up there in Knoxville. Now, and you act like over there in Nashville that it's filled with Vanderbilt fans, but no, that's very much uh, Alabama fans, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's okay. The, the Vols that's, are that's, sprinkled off in there, but I think there's more Bama fans in Nashville than there are Bama fans anywhere else, man. That, other oh than hey, other hey, Blake, than right. Alabama. No, they're all turning. Blake, Blake I got a joke for you, buddy. Uh oh, what's the joke? How do people in Alabama celebrate Halloween? I couldn't tell you. Pump, 
pumpkin. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're lucky I don't have a womp, womp, womp. <laughs> Come on, that's funny. So, look, <clears throat> let, let's go ahead and get off this roll tide train. Uh, the Miami Heat, though. They go up to Milwaukee and handled business, dude. I mean, the final score, we're looking 130 to 117. Jimmy Butler almost played every freaking minute of this game. He, he puts in 43 minutes, 35 points, and 11 assists. <laughs> this dude goes for a double-double. I mean, Jimmy came to play. Always, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, the heat, the heat, he looked really good. And with, with, Giannis going out, they took full advantage and and they put that game away. I mean, they 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 look really good and you know, hopefully they can go a little bit further. Now, I was looking over the stat lines because I'm looking for the typical players here. You know, you got Jimmy Butler, you got Max Struss, you got Bam Adebayo, and Tyler Harrow or Hero. You know, these guys normally go up for big numbers. You, you know, game in, game out. But uh, Bam himself almost goes for a double do- or a triple double, I should say. He puts up twenty two points, nine boards, and seven assists. Uh, but we didn't get a whole lot of uh, excitement out of Tyler, man. And this dude drops twelve points, two rebounds, two assists. So I mean, it's really not some numbers I'm used to seeing seeing out of him. But uh, well, Kevin Love did show a little love off the bench, and uh, this dude almost goes for a double double himself: eighteen points and eighteen rebounds. Miami had it going on, man. It's uh, they look pretty good tonight. Well, the reason the reason Hero stat lines look bad, uh, he ended up he ended up breaking his hand. No, um, and uh, yeah, and <clears throat> he was just starting to kind of get hot, and he ended up breaking his hand. He went for uh, went for a steal and got his hand caught up, and uh, it turns out that it is broke. So. Man, um, look, I didn't even catch that. I was out here getting the uh, the show and all this stuff prepped. I didn't even know that it happened. Holy shit, man! Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a big blow, but uh, um, Miami was able to to finish it out with the win. But yeah, there was there was a bunch of it was. It's actually kind of funny. I don't know how much y'all watch, but you know, it's actually it's actually kind of weird how many people get hurt in just game one. I mean. I know I may be missing some, but you got Jaw that went out, and with his hand, you had AD that went out at the first half of that game. Yep. Uh, late in the second quarter, uh, late in the second quarter, his uh, he was complaining about him not being able to move his elbow and move his arm. He ended up coming back in and and was all right. Uh, you've got Tyler Hero that went out with a broken hand. You got Giannis who fell fell awkwardly on his tailbone and he went out with with back spasm so mm. all these all these big time guys and you know guys that you absolutely count on you know <clears throat> they they unfortunately have gotten hurt so we'll see who can who can recuperate and who can make the best out of their series and and overcome the injuries that they've come through well all I know is I won't jaw back. <laughs> I won't jaw back. The rest of the guys can sit the bench, but well, we, there's no way you're getting Tyler Hero back. But uh, I would love to see Jaw back, man. We it's uh, we definitely need it. He's put a few posters up this year. We need a few more poster moments. Yeah, I think I think I think if Jaw doesn't come back and he's not he's not healthy and he's not able to beat Jaw, then. Unfortunately, I think the Grizzlies are going to have an uphill battle, and you know, Gosh, they, they, uh, of last season, man. Jaw goes yeah, out, can't can't be in the the playoff push, and then just it was over. <laughs> it was over, man. Uh, speaking of over, yeah. the uh, the NHL season is officially over, and we are looking at yeah. Game One NHL hockey playoffs, and that stuff. I, I won't, don't want to use the term kicks off, but uh, the playoffs start tomorrow. It's a quick rundown on our matchups. The uh, the Islanders and the Hurricanes, they're going to face off at 7. You got the Panthers and the Bruins. You're looking at another 7 o'clock face-off. The Minnesota Wild and the Dallas Stars, these guys are going to 
Tip, oh, tip things off, Lord have mercy. Face off, you're looking at 9.30. You got the Kings and Oilers. Uh, these guys, the puck's going to drop at 10. Now, on Tuesday, you got the Rangers and the Devils at 7. The Lightning and Maple Leafs at 7.30. The Jets and the Golden Knights at 9.30. And the Avalanche and the Kraken at 10 p.m. So... It's that time of the year where it's a whole lot of fun. You know, I understand March Madness is very entertaining for obvious reasons, but you got the NBA playoffs, you got the NHL playoffs, and just 10 days out, you got the NFL freaking draft, man. So, I mean, it's about to get busy, you know. March is wild, but the NBA, the NHL, and the NFL, they make April their home, man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Your your <clears throat> your Panthers down there on South Beach are going to have a tough time going Ooh. against Bruins this year. Austin, man. I mean they They're they set go the, the car. I mean, my goodness, they they look unstoppable <laughs> this year. I mean, they set the set the league or set the league record in points and and games won and everything else. And I mean, those they just look unstoppable, kind of like the Lightning did. That year that they won the, um, that they won the, uh, oh man, now I'm drawing a blank the on Cup. the, <laughs> well, yeah, but I was talking about when they had that real dominant regular season and, um, um, then they took in, you know, it, it, people who have won that have not fared well in the playoffs. No, so, I mean, the, the that's, Panthers that's, last year, they, they won the, uh, the president's cup and go and lay an egg. That's what I'm. Yep, yep, that's what I'm talking about. Well, you got the Preds who won the president, yep. the President's Cup. That was after and their then Stanley they turned Cup around and Yep, yep. And hey, uh, how's the Predators doing? Uh, they they are <laughs> yeah. they are enjoying the off season. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I had to there say. will not be any catfish harmed in this postseason. <laughs> no, no, there won't be. Now, look, the the Panthers and the Lightning both handled the Bruins when they came to town. So I mean, it's uh, they've certainly gone in and, and took care of business against this team before, but. Uh, you got a series now. You know, this isn't just somebody coming through and rolling through just in your arena. You're up there in Boston, so, right. and y'all are going to go so back you, and forth. Who are you picking to win it? Well, the moment I say the Panthers, that fan base is going to want to burn my house down. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for the uh, for the love of radio, I, I'm certainly hoping the Panthers can continue to to put the – lace the skates up and put some pucks in the net, man, because it, it's a lot more fun when you have a team that you're invested in off into the, uh, the playoffs and, and making a push. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I just like, I just like seeing teams that I haven't seen in a very long time, Yeah, you know, look, go for it and actually run away with it. And it's like, yeah, that's so awesome. Like it, it changes the game. So now you're like, well, I like this team, but you know, this team hasn't won shit in, Forever, look. If not ever, you and well, I both are transplants here in Florida. And what was it? Two years ago, when I found out that the Florida Panthers were a thing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, and I, I think what two shows ago you figured out the Florida Panthers were a team, and me and you both have been here, you know, over five years at this point in our lives. So I mean, it's oh, my well, bad. <laughs> no, I, I knew they were a team, but I made the joke like who, because they. They were a team, but it was just like one of those gimme teams that you played and give me that win. <laughs> you know, kind of like the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Cleveland hasn't been like, like that in a few years. Like, in Baker Mayfield, it was a team that if you weren't prepared for, you were going to get, you were going to lose. <clears throat> so if, if you like those, if you like those teams that haven't been there in a while and are really looking to do things, um, the Oilers with uh, Connor McDavid, and they picked up. Uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank tonight? My goodness! So we had a we we sent um, Ekholm. Ekholm is up there, and he's on their deep on, on their deep hearing. You know that got into the playoffs this year, and you know <clears throat> they're looking for a push, and hopefully they'll be able to do something. But they haven't done anything in the playoffs in a long time, so. If you like those people who 
part of the underdogs and haven't been in the playoffs and wanting to win it and stuff like that, then that can be one of the things that you watch and that you root for, too. Yeah, I mean, with hockey, I just like watching hockey games, period. All I know so, is... Like, I'd say, I'll, I'll pick somebody in the beginning of the game. I'll be like, you know what? I'd, I'd like to see this team, you know, pull out the victory or whatever. Uh, but now, growing up, I was a Buffalo Sabres fan. That makes sense. Yeah. He was up in that area. And, <clears throat> well, only because I loved Dominic Hasek. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, one of the best goalies yes. ever. No, that's that's Pecorino, yeah. man. Get it right. What? <laughs> well, before before Pekka, there was Hasek. Yes, Hasek was was an amazing was an amazing hockey player. Now, <clears throat> I, I I don't know about you guys, but none of these teams are going to give me a boat parade. So I mean, my hat's in the Tampa Bay's light, Lightning's bucket on this one. I, I need me a boat parade. I mean, it looks fun <laughs> throwing a trophy across the bay. You know, I I didn't get to attend either one of those, and I really I regret that be, I did. I don't think they're going to be uh, throwing that heavy-ass trophy. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, think they they're throwing the thing to come. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they gave Tom Brady a warning because he was going to be there. They're like, yeah, let's not throw this one, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but, I still got the arm, guys. No, don't throw it. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> Speaking of throw it, we got a the NFL draft coming up, and you got a few teams that threw the season last year. And yeah. as promised last week, guys, I, I want to make this a uh, very heavy NFL draft conversation. You know, we, we okay. cater to the Tennessee Titans, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and it's like I said, yeah. ten days out. And I am down for some football action, dude. I mean, it's – I normally get all hyped up for draft day, and then they absolutely let me down <laughs> every year. Like, I don't know how many times I've had to go back to Google and be like, who the hell did we just draft? I've never heard of this guy. Like, when Jake Locker got drafted, I'm like, who? Never heard of her. <laughs> you no, know? I was – I honestly – so, I – every year I would keep a close eye on the draft. But uh, not like the year that we uh, we drafted Tua. I wanted them to draft Tua. Yeah, he was injured, but I was like, I think Tua's got it. Might take him a minute to get healthy again, but yeah, technically year five, still working on that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, he's got a better arm than what people think. I mean, he's oh, yeah. played it several times. I don't uh, think anybody powerhouse. That's- played with him has ever said anything about his arm strength. I think it's just the I, fan base. Well, that, and I don't think they that and I don't think they've ever said anything bad about him, period. No. So, I mean, the dude's just he's an outstanding leader. He he commands respect yeah. there in the huddle, and I don't know of many people that aren't going to underthrow Tyreek Hill. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes was underthrowing that guy. But uh, oh, yeah. when, when you got like a 20-yard gap between you and the defender, you got some time to be able to slow down and catch it and take off again. So, I mean, nobody's really mad about this. When he chucks up those deuces, though, hey, you know it's what? It's over. <laughs> I'm down for it, you know? So, on that end, man, it's, uh, let's get this thing rolling. Now, yeah. I, I'm going to, just because Miami doesn't have a whole lot of picks <laughs> going into the draft yeah. at this point, I, I do yeah. want to toss things over here to Chris real quick. You know, my question to you guys, or what do you feel are your team's biggest needs coming into the draft? And that that's the question I'm going to roll over here to you, Chris. I mean, as far as let's, – let's get our GM hat on. As far as the Titans' needs, how are we going to approach this draft on, uh, on, the, tw- on the 27th? Man, I've heard things from <clears throat> we're going to trade all the way up to the third pick to take you know, Levis or, or Richardson or whoever, or we're going to stay at 11 or we're going to trade back. And I mean, it's like, it's like we were talking this, this, this time of the year, nobody's going to tell anybody and anything until draft day. So if it was me as, as crazy as it is, you know, I know we, we picked up some free agents in, in, 
in the quote unquote off season in order to help solidify the line. But I mean, I think maybe if if we do and we go get the guy out of out of Ohio State, um, uh, and his name is uh, escaping me. I'm like really now, struggling today. They, they've got two guys there. You got Paris Johnson, which is the, yeah. the number two ranked tackle coming out, and then you have uh, Desmond or. Lord, I, I can't read. Uh, Dayward Jones. You know, both of these guys are just massive people. Like uh, Paris Johnson. This dude's 313 pounds. He's six foot six. Yeah. But Dayward Jones, this dude is 374 pounds, and he's six foot eight. Holy shit. Yeah. Johnson, Johnson has, he has, to me, he has the skill set to be a replacement for Taylor Lewan. I mean, he, he kind of reminds me of how Lewan was. He's, He's got very violent hands. He's <clears throat> he's he's a very very smart. He can play both sides. He can go on. He can play right or he can play left. I mean, we would obviously need him as left. But I mean, he's he he looks to me like probably the best option. Um, and either him or the guy or Northwestern. But but with rivals you know how close he is with everybody up there in Ohio State he's going to know mm-hmm. everything he needs to know about about Johnson and if there's any worries or there's anything then they won't draft him I mean I, I just you know we're going to have to help FIFA we're going to have to help get people on our on our O-line we're going to have to help secure it I don't think I mean you know and, and that was me and me and a buddy of mine were talking and and you know Okay, if there is a Hendon Hooker or there is a, um, excuse me, Will Levis that's sitting there at eleven, do you take them or do you do you go ahead and you get your offensive lineman or <clears throat> you know surprise everybody and go get an edge rusher? I think that you know our picks in the second round and we'll we will be able to help get wide receivers and things like that. I think wide receivers, I don't think there'll be a run on the wide receiver probably until the second day or, or lower towards the end of the first round. By the Titans so, I mean, or by the rest gonna, of the league? I'm sorry? By the Titans or just by the whole league in general? As well, far as I mean, receivers. Well, I think that'll, mm-hmm. that'll happen towards uh, the whole league in general. You know how they things go in waves. The first wave is going to be all the quarterbacks, and then it's usually – offensive linemen or wide receivers or running backs or things like that. It, it all kinds of goes in waves, but I, you know, this, this draft is, this draft is deep in almost every area. So yeah. you can, if you miss out on your pick, there's, there's picks that you're going to have in the second round or the third round that you're going to actually be able to get good guys that, that will help, <clears throat> that will help your team. And, you know, I'm, there's a part of me that, that wants to sit there and say, yeah, go ahead and take a quarterback if he's there. I wouldn't make a move up. But then there's another part of me that, you know, why, why risk it? I mean, why? Because you, you got to think about it. And Rand Carthon said it on his, on his opening statement when he was named GM was, you know, your job is dependent on which quarterback you have. Okay. So if mm-hmm. I go and I reach and I spend all this draft capital and I make all this trade to go up to number three and I take Will Levis or I take, which I, I, I it pains me to see this every single time when they say Anthony Richardson or oh God, things like here, that. Man. I, look, and, and it's nothing against him, has nothing to do with him being at Florida, has nothing to do with Levis being at, at, at Kentucky or anything else. It's just from what I have seen and <laughs> what I have seen over the years, the only thing that worries me about Richardson is what's between his ears. Yeah. He, he, until he can show me that he can sit there and he can flush a mistake, Okay, you threw an interception. And Forget about it. It happens. Down, man. Yes, yes, and and that's that's what has always worried me. The talent's there. Yes, I will not argue with you about talent, about his arm strength, about his 
I mean, even his IQ about, you know, what plays to make, it just worries me about his mind. His, him being unable to flush a bad play or a receiver running a wrong route or getting sacked or any of that other stuff, his, his ability to let it go and go to the next play is, is not very good, and that's what worries me the most about him. So this dude needs to download some <laughs> I mean, music it could, from him. I mean, it could also be a good thing that he's that hard on himself. Like, hey, I know I fucked up, look, but like, I can't do this shit like this. It's the guys that are like, nah, fuck that. I threw an interception. Whoop-de-doo. Well, well, because... Because, yeah, it, it impacts the game a lot. But somebody that's so passionate about the game that beats himself up about stuff, it, it could be a good thing and a bad thing. It's not, it's like a double-edged sword. Like, you want to see somebody show emotion because they just they just screwed up. They're taking ownership for it. But at the same time... He kind of hangs on to it, though. That That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you, you got to be able to... In, you know, it... Uh, yeah, he, he compounds it. It's like... It, he makes, you know, receiver runs a bad route and he gets mad about it. Then he turns around and gets mad. He can't flush it and he'll throw a pick. Or he'll throw an interception uh, yeah. and then he'll come back and, and he'll be mad on the, on the sideline. Yeah, and, and it's just the mistakes keep happening and he can't reset himself in order to get back onto that, you know, get back to where he uh. needs to be. I mean, don't, I mean, the dude has skill. And like I said, I saw him in person, and he is massive. Like I thought he was a, I oh, thought he man. was a linebacker when I saw him. I mean, dude's huge. But, but it's just between the ears is what is what really worries me. I mean, it 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 really really does. Now, you know, it's like everybody has been saying, his floor is the highest, and his and his ceiling is as as much as you can, as much as he can do. But it still just worries me that, you know, you can't that, – that's one where, yes, I want a passionate quarterback and I want him to be pissed off when he makes a bad play or his teammates make a bad play, but I also want him to be able to forget about it and not have to worry about it again. And if he, you know, go at it that way, that's, that's, that's what really worries me about him. Here's what I've <laughs> – saw with him last season this is what i've heard from the florida gator fan base this and what he reminds me of as far as arm talent wise this dude has a cannon like brett Favre. this dude can throw it from end zone to end zone it doesn't matter if you're 40 yards down the field or 10 yards down the field this ball's coming at you 100 miles an hour man and he is putting some heat on it so he's certainly going to be able to fit it into some tight windows but that's where he's gotten himself in trouble you know, he's yeah. gotten that interception. And, again, it's it's not just something that he's been able to get himself past in, in some of these games. So he's, he's their season the was very up and down. Accuracy is just a little off. Well, it's just like Brett Favre, man. If you're going to gamble, sometimes it goes against you. I mean, just ask uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. The dude was a very similar yeah. arm talent. I'm going to, you know. We, we can fling it into some tight spots. I'm not afraid to send it. It's just sometimes it just works out and it doesn't. But uh, where Anthony Richardson yeah. comes into play on this, it's just when it happens, he just it, he allows it to eat at him. You know, and it yeah. just kind of – if you watch the roller coaster of a season they had, I mean, they went in there and handled business against LSU. And then South Florida, you know, another team that we talk about here, damn near put it on them. <laughs> you know, I was like, holy shit, this is going to happen. This is when we still had Yusuf on the show. He he didn't know what to do about it. He was like, oh, my God. I mean, moral victory. I mean, this dude was brick by brick even though they lost. This, this dude was a champion of life, <laughs> putting it on there on the Gators so like that and still if you losing. Can get it, if you can get into his head, it's game over. Game over. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you know, playing in the SEC is basically playing in if you equate it to the the – Baseball, the SEC is basically AAA, and so they're, they're, the SEC is basically the farm system to the NFL and, and things like that. And if you have if you have trouble in the SEC tr- trying to flush your bad plays, just imagine what it's going to be like when you get in the NFL. The dudes are bigger and the dudes are faster, and those little bitty windows that you try to fit it into are not there anymore. And like there is, there is part of me that likes that kind of quarterback. I mean, 
you look at what McNair did, and I mean, even Tannehill, Tannehill will throw it in those windows where it's like, no, 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 yes, okay, never mind. And then, you know, <laughs> but, but, but there, there's a difference between them. They're able to flush the mistake. And Richardson yeah. hasn't shown me that he's mature enough or he has it in his head to where he can flush those mistakes. And that's the one thing that worries me the most. Now, so so let's so, play this I mean, scenario. You, so if you, if you see that, are you thinking other NFL teams are seeing that and he might end up dropping in the draft because of it? Maybe, but there's also <laughs> going to be those there's also going to be those teams that are like, well, we can get it out of him. I mean, his his up, yeah. his upside is just too much, and it is. No, don't get me wrong. He's got he's got all the talent in the world. It's just I would stay away from him because, to me, in, in my eyes, his his ability to go to the next play is not always there. And if I'm on a two minute drive. And I've got a wide receiver who runs the wrong route, and he throws the ball out of bounds, and it's an incomplete pass. And now it's fourth and five. I don't want him to sit here and have to make that decision because he's mad because the receiver run run the wrong route. Which I mean, I want him to be able to to forget about it, look at the fourth and five ahead of him, and pick the damn thing up, not just mm-hmm. sit there and get mad and go swing your helmet on the side of the on the side <clears throat> of the bench. Look, so. so. I, no, seeing... I, I guess it's all depending on what your team is doing as far in, as far as rebuild status. Are they building now for the future, or are they building for? Oh, we're going to uh, find out on they're draft. Trying to, yeah, exactly right. So to see what your team is going to pick up, I mean, I wouldn't be all I wouldn't be at all too shocked if they don't go with a quarterback this year. And just beef up the rest of the team for now. So yeah. this is how I see this scenario playing out. If these guys move up to number three and trade with Arizona, they have certainly committed to rebuild mode. And if they stay at 11, I, I feel that these guys are in it to try to still win the division. Now, I'm, I'm looking here at the draft order. you got Carolina, Houston, and Indy for sure need quarterbacks. Now, yep. There's a couple teams on this list before you make it all the way down here to Tennessee that might surprise some people and take a quarterback. One of them being the Seattle Seahawks. I know they've got Geno Smith to a three-year deal, but are they going to take a developmental guy? Say like a Anthony Richardson or maybe a Hendon Hooker. And then you got the, I know the Las Vegas Raiders just signed Jimmy G, but still. Yep. Jimmy G's been a journeyman. You know, they could be another team that surprises somebody. And outside of that, you got Tennessee. And if Tennessee stays at 11, I just don't see somebody being there that's going to entice them. You know, I can very much see Houston or Indy taking Anthony Richardson. And that means C.J. Stroud's going to go to one of the others there as well. Uh, I can see Seattle going after Hendon Hooker. You know, I could see Las Vegas taking Will Levis. That's a very Josh McDaniel-style quarterback there. So, are you trying to prepare for the future? These guys are certainly in position for it. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen on game day. Or not game day, draft day. You know, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if the Titans got Levis. To me, his... Yes, I understand his inconsistency is what it is and and things like that. But, you know, he... That's something that's workable. You yeah, work on yeah. The yeah, he's he's gotten he's got the size from from what I hear he's tested off the charts as far as like I don't think they call it the wonder lick anymore, but the little mental quiz that they give the players, the, the one that they, VY said, bombed. Where do you get groceries? And you got yeah, uh, uh-huh. Jameis Winston going. You can get crab legs from Publix <laughs> for free, <laughs> but. <laughs> But I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind them. I mean, even Hooker. I wouldn't mind them seeing Hooker. My thing is, is we have the ability right now to let that quarterback sit. And I'm, yeah. I'm in the old school mindset of I don't think a quarterback should have to come out, start as a rookie. I don't think that. I don't think that's good for a quarterback. You look at Rod. Or you look at Rogers. Rogers set. You look at Mahomes. Mahomes set. 
I mean, you know, a, a majority of these guys sit for their first year and learn because it is the speed is so much faster than it is in college, and the play the playbooks are more difficult, and there's a whole lot more to ingest, and there's and it's just a whole lot of stuff, and that's that's. <clears throat> I, I like the fact that we have Tannehill this year. And if we do take a quarterback, whether we move up or whether we stay at 11, I, I like the fact that more than likely they'll be sitting. And now, yeah, we had we had Willis last year who sat the majority of the year and then he was forced into action. But at the same time, I never, I never liked Willis when they drafted him. I thought it was God, a no. stupid pickup. It was a project. And they didn't have – Excuse me. They didn't have anybody that they could take and turn him into the person they were wanting him to. And I mean, don't get me wrong; he's got an arm on him, but he doesn't ever use it, and he he rather ruins than to to do anything else. And you know, you were talking about Seattle and and them. I could see Seattle going and picking up Anthony Richardson. I think that would be a great office for him to do. And or <laughs> with Pete Carroll up there, learning from him and and things like that, or like you said, even Hooker going up there, they're going to have to sit. Hooker's going to have to sit from the ACL, so it's going to do it's going to do him some good to sit behind Geno Smith, help learn the playbook, and do and and get his feet wet in the NFL, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. I think I think that the longer you can kind of keep them off and not have to play them. I think the better shot that they'll have, I think, you know, teams have gotten into this thing to where they want to rush their, their rookie quarterbacks out there and, and not let them get their feet wet yet. And all it does is just hurt the quarterback. I mean, some quarterbacks can hit the ground running and yeah. some some cannot. It's just yeah. some Russell Wilson are, looked really good his rookie year. But you you got to look at it this way. You, you're normally being drafted to a team high at yeah. quarterback. And that team normally sucks for a reason. <laughs> it's normally not just the quarterback's yeah. fault. So, I mean, to, to at least yeah. put a team around this guy and, you know, say you spend a high draft pick on this guy. It, well, guess what? You're probably going to suck next year too. So you might as well spend a high draft pick on some some people to protect them or some weapons to get to them. I mean, whatever the scenario that's playing out that's and making this dude, team suck, that could be fixed that, over a two-year swing there in the draft. Yeah, but see, that's also what I was getting at with the Titans. If they go for, if they don't go for a quarterback, and you start seeing them pick up things of like must-haves, like your offense, you need a better offensive line. Yes, you may have picked up a few people, but you still need an offensive line. Oh yeah. It's, so I mean, whether you protecting Tannehill or you're protecting a new kid coming off into the draft, it it doesn't matter. You, you're, they're not going to do jack shit without an offensive line. See, your run game's gonna your run game's gonna mm-hmm. suck. It, so I mean, it doesn't matter if you have a Derrick Henry back there. If you have all your the defenders back there, you know, four of them gonna jump on his back and eventually bring him down. Oh yeah, but, we saw that towards the end of the season, man. I mean, still the dude still went yeah. for an unbelievable amount of yards, but he well, was facing I mean, eight, nine, he's and ten bigger than boxes. linebackers. He's bigger than most linebackers. No, oh, I know. So it, I mean, all he does is lower his shoulder, and just keep driving. Look, yep. so I, I can see a scenario playing out. Let's say, and I'm trying to take the, the Rand Carthon angle here, you know. There's been a lot of talk of trading Henry or trading Tannehill just to open up cat space, to gain picks, whatever. But I can also see him waiting till next year to get his quarterback because you got to think, he just came from San Francisco, right? So he's in very close proximity to that kid over there that just won the Heisman out of USC. So, I mean, I, I could possibly see an angle there where yeah. you might be just, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's yeah, build but, the front line, let's put some weapons out here, and, and we might have our guy next year. Let's, yeah, let's yeah. start the build now and then hold out on a quarterback until somebody that will fit our style of offense better comes out. Yeah. See, I yeah. just or, selfishly not, don't want to succeed the division yet. <laughs> you know, I, no, I just well, don't want to well, give it away the, yet. The only the only problem with that logic is you have Mike Vrabel and you have Ryan Tannehill. You're not going to lose enough games between them two in order for 
you to get that high pick, that one or two that you're going to need to go up and, and get and get Caleb Williams or Drake May. You're you're not you're you're just not going to suck that bad. You're, you're it's it's not going to happen. We will we will end up looking out and winning more games than what we actually need to in order to to you and know get that draft pick. And that's when you make trades for draft picks. Yeah. I'm so there's always so there's always like a, like look at the, look at the Colts. The Colts pick up an offensive lineman in the first round a lot. They know what it takes to build that team. I mean, granted it has it been a little rough in the past couple of years. Yes, but they're the first team to be like, "Hey, uh we may have a mediocre quarterback back here, but he's going to be a lot better if, you know, uh these guys are actually blocking for him. Maybe you'll loosen him up a little bit more. Maybe you'll bring out something better in him. You know, it just, there's, there's different ways to approach it. Yeah. Going after a quarterback in the first round, you said that he, you would like him to sit anyway. So, I mean, I honestly, you need more than a quarterback. You need an offensive line. It doesn't matter who's oh, back. God, yeah. so, True. so I would be honestly this year, I would go, all in on everything that is a must-have to protect a quarterback, or uh, well, because your defense is good, you don't really oh, don't yeah. need too many people on your defense. Just signed well, Simmons to a long-term deal. We got Harold Landry to a long-term deal. You know, it's. Well, so, I mean, I think we're pretty set on the defensive side of things. Yeah. Well, so, but that's that, that's also one. That's that's also what I'm saying too. Yeah, you can go and and you know. There is that quarterback that you can take with all the picks that you have. You can you can help out just because there is so many offensive linemen, there are so many wide receivers, there are so many of those people that are up, that are are out there right now. It's as deep as as probably it's ever been in those areas. So you have your second round, your third round, and things like that. You can go and get. So yes, you could go and get your quarterback to the very beginning and the first round, but if it was me, I would not. I, I don't I don't like the fact trading up to take a flyer on one of those guys. I had much rather – if they fall to me at 11, then that's perfectly fine. I'll take, I'll take my pick there, whether it's Levis or, or, or Hooker or Anders or – not a good grief, man, I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Just but, uh, <laughs> but layups, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's late, man. But, I mean, I mean, you know, if they fall to me, I'll take them there. If they don't fall to me, okay, that's fine. Then then that's when, kind of like you were saying, maybe next year I take and, and we'll go and we'll get draft picks or we'll try to see – you know who's out there as far as free agency goes and and things like that. I just I don't I don't like the fact of jumping up. Other than I mean, other than the top two, who's out there that really you know can pique your interest to the point to where you're able it's a surefire thing because that's what it is. If you're going to trade everything you've got and everything you're going to have to have next year. If you're going to trade that to move up to three, you better be damn sure that's going to be your quarterback. See, and the way I see it is those top two quarterbacks that you would want, that you would give up that capital for, they're going to be gone. You know, one and two. Easily said. Now, let's keep this in the division, though. Let's let's flip things over here to Jacksonville because they – they came off a pretty good season. These guys came in. They won the division. They threw, you know – their rookie quarterback out to the Wolves last season with Urban Meyer. Uh, next what year they go out and get was, the huh? uh, they go get the uh, kid from Alabama that uh, they were hoping to be a pass rusher, which didn't quite come to fruition there. But uh, these guys are sitting at twenty four, and I put a feeder out there on the uh, on the Facebook page. And again, if you guys haven't followed us, make sure you find us there on Facebook. Just, just search the uh, the weekend recap. And uh, jump in on the conversation. But on that end, I asked them, what are your biggest needs going into this season? And everybody is saying defense, defense, defense. I'm looking at cornerbacks and safeties. I'm looking at edge rushers. 
I'm looking at defensive tackles. I mean, it's uh, – There's plenty of them out there. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, maybe in their situation they do, like you said, go after a cornerback. Because, I mean, it's deep with cornerbacks as well. I mean, when we first started talking about the NFL draft and everything, and I mean, shoot, you got quite a few. I don't remember names at this point in time, but you got quite a few people coming into this draft no. or just – as far Powerhouses as at that cornerback defensive position. backs go, you got uh, Devin Witherspoon out of Iowa. You got Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. You got Brian Branch from Alabama. You got, oh, Lord, I'm struggling to see, Joey Porter Jr. That should ring a bell out of Penn State, you know. I mean, he's coming in as a cornerback. You got Edmund Forbes out of Mississippi State. You, you got uh, – Lord, he's going to kill me. Keely Ringo, a cornerback out of Georgia. You know, so, I mean, there are some options there, uh, certainly. You even but, got it. Well, you didn't mention the guy from Syracuse either. Syracuse? Because he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, Let me see if he's in the top no, ten. Nope. He didn't even make the top 12 there for me, Bubba. <laughs> well, you go, well, I'm guaranteeing you. He gets drafted. He's going to be a breakout player. Oh man, I'd love to see it. You know, I, I I'm rooting well, for I, all of them, man. It, it makes the the NFL, the parody, all that stuff, so much better. But I, I'm not seeing any cornerbacks or safeties that really just jump off the page. You know, yeah. Uh, whereas if you look over here, like say at edge rushers, you got Will Anderson out of Alabama. Is he going to be available at 24? Doubt it. No, <laughs> I doubt it. But. Uh, you got Miles Murphy out of Clemson. You got uh, Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. You got, uh, oh, Lord, Nolan Smith out of Georgia. You got Lucas Van Ness out of Iowa. You got B.J. Oh, Lord, I can't say that last name. Uh, Ojulari out of LSU. Ojulari. But, uh, I mean. Ojulari. You've got some. Interesting prospects here at Edge Rusher. And like you said, man, this is a pretty deep draft for a lot of positions. So very curious on how they're going to go. Now, one name that, well, he's more of a linebacker, not an edge rusher, but you got, uh, Lord, why am I drawing a blank on his name? He's uh, over there with Tennessee. Let me see if I can get him pulled up. I'm drawing a complete blank on this kid. But uh, you got some of these linebackers, man. Running under four or five. I mean, it's insane, you know. So, I mean, it's uh, trying to find that one edge rusher that ran like a four eight to four six or somewhere in that range. But, I mean, you got a defensive tackle. Let, let's talk uh, Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. This dude ran a four nine eight. You You got Broderick Jones out of Georgia, a four nine seven. I mean, these are some big dudes, man. So, I mean, if, you, if you're moving. trying to – Beef up a team. It, they definitely have some options there for you. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side of that, you know, let, let's let's get off the East Coast here. And you know, when I say West Coast, we're talking West Coast of Florida. You know, we we did put some, <laughs> yeah, uh, California. Look, we ain't we ain't big out there yet. So uh, at some point, maybe, but not today. But uh, I threw some questions out there to the Tampa Bay Bucks, also, you know, the fan base. And I think their needs are obvious, but I don't think they're in a position to be able to make the move. They need a quarterback. They need a tight end. They need some linemen. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Well, they didn't have that bad. They don't have that bad of a tight end. I can't remember his name, but he wasn't that bad. Yeah, well, the the whole Kyle Rudolph experience was trash. You know, they brought him in out of, uh, I think, Minnesota. And that dude, I mean, he might as well have been Julio Jones. Just a nobody. He did nothing for that team. Well, I mean, and a lot of it was, okay, so you had Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski at one point in time. You're not going to find a better duo between quarterback and tight end like that, you're you're not gonna be able to pick up some random tight end and be like, "All right, we want you to play like Gronk." Yeah, get, a, get along with Tom Brady. The, the only just, thing that comes to mind out of recent history would have been Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates. You know, I mean, that was another duo that yeah. was just completely catastrophe catastrophe level for any defensive coordinator. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, all of it is 
you really got to – a quarterback really needs to get to know his players, like his fellow yeah. players, like the people that he's supposed to – you need to build a rapport with them. You need to know, okay, so he takes a little bit longer to, you know, to turn. But he's quick off – he's quick out of the turn. So you just got to – you got to, like, really, like, know your players. You got to oh, sit there. Absolutely. You can't only, you can't chemistry, only watch your – yeah, exactly. You can't only watch your game film. You have to, okay, you have to sit there and break down the other, the other players. And if somebody gets hurt, you have to know your backups. Oh, absolutely. Well, and that's and, and that's kind of why, you know, teams can't tell their quarterbacks to go and take their wide receivers and go practice on the offseason and everything else. They're, technically, they can't tell them. But that's why you see the majority of the quarterbacks go get their wide receivers and, you know, they're throwing. I mean, just like yeah. the clip that you were talking about last week with Tua and Tyreek mm-hmm. and Waddle and all of them going out there just running around. Yeah. How, how do you, that's how you build, that's how you build that up. You get used to it. You spend time together you practice and you practice and it's repetition of everything. Yeah. And that, <clears throat> and honestly, I think, you know, Tannehill doing his whole Tannehill thing last year, that that kind of is what sucked last year about him trying to help figure out his wide receivers. They're all young, and, and you know, hopefully Burt can have a, a bounce back year, but I mean, that's how you build that chemistry. That's how you, that's how you, you know. I mean, I can sit here and I am, am I know that as soon as Patrick comes out, he has a little bit of hesitation out of his break. But as soon as he gets that hesitation, it's by the time I get the ball there, he's going to be out of it. He, he's going to already have yeah, his head turned around and the ball's going to be right there on it. Exactly. Now, you, but here's you, the thing. You already know. Over here in Tampa, we got the whole Baker Mayfield experience about to happen. So, I, I, me yeah. personally, I'm not sold on him. He might not have just had a good run in the locations he was at. You know, when he was there with the Rams, he did show he could pick up the playbook pretty quick. So, I mean, he's not an idiot. It's just mm, how not, much not – at least he's going to have an off season to work with Mike Evans, to work with Chris Godwin, yeah. you know, exactly. and uh, Justin Gage. Gage. Yeah, Russell Gage. Justin Gage was yeah. a Titans. But uh, Russell Gage, yeah. so – Looking here realistically with the uh, the Bucks picking at 19, I definitely think they're within that range to go after their offensive line. I, I really do think that's where they're going to start start to draft draft off for these guys. And uh, yeah. who's going to be available? Who knows? But uh, I, I certainly can't wait to watch it happen, man. I mean, it's not one of those sexy picks that's going to get you excited. Oh, my God, we got Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Oh, my God. No, I mean, but you're setting yourself up for the future, you know, and I, I can oh, promise yeah. you Baker Mayfield was going to love having somebody solid on that offensive line watching him, you know, keeping, keeping him clean because oh, yeah. he's certainly going to yeah. need it. He's never – he's not a big dude. He is not a big guy, and he's going to need a clean pocket to operate in. Well, if you look at it, if you look at it, that's why a lot of the teams like to have their quarterbacks before the draft. And everything have everything set up to where, you know, they have all of this time now. Okay, so we have our quarterback. We don't have to necessarily worry about it. So now they can go and get the get the chemistry and things like that. So we, you know, quarterback is obviously the biggest. And I think Tampa's going to be in the same boat that the Titans are in. You know, yeah, you pick up some off season, you pick up some off season help <clears throat> on your line, but you know, you're going to have to have something else to help solidify it. You you can't just go with what the four guys that you brought in for the off season. You know what I mean? You're going to, you're going to have to, and no offensive lineman isn't a sexy pick. And it's at the first round and, and that's not necessarily what you need. I mean, you know, you make the fans jump off the, off the, have a big party because you got you got this really good person, but it's, if offensive line is what you need and it's going to help protect your quarterback, then that's what you need to do. I mean, you, it, it unless you don't have it, and y'all saw it firsthand this year, kind of like what we have, if you don't have a good offensive line or you don't have at least decent backups that can come in and, and fill those holes, 
you really don't have nothing in your quarterback. It's just a sitting duck. Exactly, man. Yeah. Now, here. I want to, you know, we are kind of, I would say, pushing up against the clock here soon. But uh, I, I do want to flip this over to the Miami Dolphin conversation real quick. And right, simply right. because we're we're sitting here in the third round, if I'm not mistaken, as far as the first opportunity that they have to select. And just yeah. seeing the transactions that have happened over the offseason, I mean, cornerback, nailed it. Wide receiver, nailed it. Quarterback, definitely not within range to make any changes, but definitely still nailed it. I uh, don't know what kind of quality offensive lineman you're going to get in the third round. But there's, again, still some depth there. You might be able to pick up something good. But seeing Mike Gusecki leave has me feeling that you guys might yeah. be taking a tight end here in the third round, you know? And Yeah, and we did have a tight end come and visit. Uh, so uh, am I afraid of where they go? We don't have much room to do anything. So, I mean, could we bomb the fuck out of this? Yes, yes, we very well could have or very well could. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they pick up um, they pick up a tight end, or I mean, people are even saying a running back. But um, now, I would rather I would rather see them pick up a young uh, a young offensive lineman uh, because that offensive lineman uh, class is deep. It is. Yeah. It is. It is deep. No. So. Here's the thing that I'm seeing, though. You know, and like I said, I'm trying to stay on this tight end train. You got Luke Shoemaker out of Michigan. And yeah. I can't re- recall the running back's name, but he blew out his knee. I mean, he was definitely in the running for the Heisman up there in Michigan. And yeah. this dude blocked for him. And he's measuring in at 6'5", 251 pounds, and runs a 4'5", 340. Is that a 5? Nope, 4'6", 340. So on that end, man, I'm seeing a big dude that's been critical in the pass blocking game, which, or I won't say pass yeah. blocking, but you know, in the run blocking game, but blocking well, tight blocking end in general, yeah. that yeah. you can move to the left side and right side of your offensive line here. And heaven knows that Tua certainly needs a little bit more coverage and protection there on that right side. So that's uh, he's certainly a name I've circled here for the Miami Dolphins and. Whether they yeah. go with the guy or not, I mean, he's a little bit further down on the board as far as measurables with the other tight ends. But sitting there in the third round, I couldn't imagine the top three dudes are going to be in it. So I mean, he's definitely in the next three on that list. So it's uh, curious to see how this works out. But is there a offensive lineman you think was going to be hanging out in that that range there for you guys in the third round? Uh, let's see. Honestly, I don't know, and. Would I love to get one of the two guys from Ohio? Yeah. <laughs> I would absolutely fucking love that. That would be fantastic. But in all reality, will they be there in third round? Well, it all depends on what these other teams do. I can't sit there and tell you that I feel like Miami. I, I feel like if one, if we have a good offensive lineman out there in the third, snag him the hell up. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know why this kid's name reminds me of uh, Ron Burgundy, but we got Matthew Bergeron out of uh, – is this Syracuse? Nope, not Syracuse. Uh, Lord, what is this school? I am drawing a blank. Boy, this is great radio, ain't well, it? Well, you also got to think, too. You know, no, he, yeah, out of Syracuse, Matthew Bergeron. Yeah. But uh, After, reminds, me of, reminds me of Tom Bergeron. Yeah, there uh-huh. we go. There America we go. Yes, but no. I mean, you you also got to think. You know, after after training camp, training camp is going to have cut, and so you know you can pick up another tight end from somewhere who you think has promise, or you know the linemen. Usually, everybody hold I on to we, as many linemen as you can. But if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, I I think we signed a tight end. I'd have to go back and look. The, the name's not sticking out to me. I know y'all signed a lot of uh, – y'all signed some linebackers. Y'all y'all made quite a few moves in the offseason, man. It's, uh, uh, we d- Actually, we just picked up a wide receiver. We just picked up Chosen. Is he the Chosen uh, one? Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think you got the two chosen ones on the uh, wide receiver one and wide receiver two, man. I think anybody would choose those guys. <laughs> Unless well, you're the cornerback. Yeah. I don't think you want to choose either one of those to, to cover. No. You're <laughs> praying to God that the safety is going to My mind is telling me no. <laughs> but my body my... said I pulled another hamstring. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> no, it's gonna be this draft is gonna be very interesting to see what the Dolphins do. Yeah, no, I like I said, we're looking here ten days out. I'm definitely looking forward to it. But uh, one thing I'm not looking forward to, guys, is the clock. We are up against it. We're a little over an hour on this show, so uh, we're going to have to get this thing wrapped up. Uh, First and foremost, guys, I want to say thank you to the listeners. You guys tune in each and every week, making us one of the fastest-growing sports podcasts on the market. We've eclipsed 1,000 followers on Facebook, and you guys are fucking awesome, man. Uh, If you haven't done so, find us on Spotify. Find us on Google and Apple Podcasts. Hit the follow button. That way, you're alerted as these shows drop. While you're at it, Go ahead and follow us on Facebook. That way you can catch all the content in between shows and, again, be reminded when these shows are hidden. Now, again, guys, we are up against the clock. So until next time, recappers, peace, love, and hand grenades. Peace. Balake. Where is Balake at? No Balake here today. <laughs>